Hey, I'm Clint, and this is Josh. I am Josh. And this is Yes Ad. It's an improv comedy podcast where two unqualified admin brainstorm semi-coherent campaigns out of mixed-up client requests. Our brief stint at Ad About You unfortunately came to a close when yet another twister came and destroyed the building, which is unfortunate. We got a new job. Uh, Yes, we were fired. Uh, We did get a hefty uh, insurance payout. Unfortunately, um, that also is gone. Uh, We made some bad investment decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, I, uh, I try to become a partner, uh, at three holes, uh, yeah. only to find out that, um, I wasn't actually speaking to a representative of three holes. It was, mm-hmm. um, it was just a scam that I got caught up in. Um, Classic. it was just a guy who was at the restaurant bar hanging out and, um, it was a three bean rigmarole. Yeah. But you know, you live, you learn. Uh, you yeah. lose all your money and you start over again with nothing. And that's yeah, it's wh- real shame that I invested all my money into your attempt as well. Yeah. Uh, I don't like being in advertising. I definitely do want to get out. Um, but, you know, they say sometimes news, when you... to me. Yeah. Well, you know, we all have dreams. And they say if you find yourself in a hole, keep digging. And so you'll break through to the other side. And so that's my that's my goal for now. Great. Um, so we did get a new job together, obviously. Yeah, package um, deal. <laughs> always and forever. Uh, it's legally binding and court ordered. Um, so the new agency we're at, I mean, it's fine. I don't... There's, there's, there aren't as many Helen Hunt posters, which is a shame, but... Uh, coffee's good, uh, but there is one problem. Uh, there is a massive uh, carbon monoxide leak in the office, and... Yeah. Uh, wouldn't you know it, uh, everybody here forgot what they were working on uh, due to carbon monoxide poisoning. Uh, they started taking random notes on the walls mm-hmm. and putting post-its mm-hmm. up. Everything got mixed up once again. And now we have to kind of figure out um, what what client goes with what request. Did they fix that? No, it's there's still, I mean, the light it's... next to my desk is still blinking red, uh, which I think uh-huh. is bad. But you know what? I feel fine. I feel totally fine. Okay, great. And in case anybody wants to like become a client of our agency, do you want to let them know how they can get in contact with like the name of the company that maybe they can like pitch? Uh, yeah. Give me a second. I I forget for some reason I'm feeling a little bit lightheaded and I yeah. it slipped my mind. Uh, I really can't imagine why. Um, this one was called. This one was called Brand 3D. Okay. And they want us to come up with uh, campaigns mm-hmm. that are in three dimensions. Uh, and you might think that those dimensions uh, are in physical space, but no, here are the dimensions. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, aesthetic dimension. Okay. They don't start with D either. No, they don't start. No, they don't start with D. Uh, right. Or actually, yeah, they don't. Aesthetic. Uh-huh. Uh, s- semantic. Yep. And quantum. <laughs> so, and those they, are the three. Those are the three dimensions we're responsible for. Cool. I definitely know what all those means and how to apply them to marketing campaigns. Um, yeah. Great. This can be a natural fit, and we're going to be here forever. This 3D, is 3D marketing. Quantum 3D. Quantum branding for your business mm-hmm. and uh carbon monoxide levels better than before trending upward wait is upward bad <laughs> is that in is that the slogan for the company <laughs> uh, i don't think they're meant to be trending upward actually now that i think about it but it's still I wouldn't worry about it you know what that's someone else's problem the alarm stopped clint that's all i care about <laughs> we're idea guys so um, so everybody else went home, but we uh, really want to make a good impression here. So, you know, yeah. Clint, why don't you you grab a couple of these uh, random sticky notes and uh, mm-hmm. and we'll see what we can work on today. Yeah, I'm going to look through some of them and we're going to try to we'll just use our best guess to see if our our guess is right on if these clients are what the, you know, the requests are, you know. Well, technically, uh, we're interns, so this isn't our job anyway. So th- whatever we do will be above and beyond. 
True. I don't even get coffee because I don't like it, and they mm-hmm. know that because I always bring back the bad kind that I don't. I don't know anything about it. I thought you made coffee by just kind of dumping coffee grounds in hot water and then stirring it with a little stick. Yeah. And turns out, I don't know if you knew this or if or the listeners knew this, but that's not how you make coffee. Turns out, no, that's yeah. not how you do that. Um, that's how you make brown water, um, which isn't very good. So um, our client is the surefire way of telling if someone is a ghost or not. Mm-hmm. And we need a greeting card for them. Those are the things I just picked up. And I assume that they go together because they're on the same table. Okay. So we're being paid for by the association of how to tell whether someone is a ghost or not. Yeah. I don't know if it's an association. It just says how to tell if a ghost or not. And that's all it says. Okay. It's kind of like it kind of drags off on the end. looks like. They got a little lazy with the penmanship, or maybe he fell down. <laughs> Who's picking up the tab for this one, Clint? I mean, I just invoiced Small Rocks under Slip and Slides last time, and they paid, so. Okay. So, how to tell if someone is a ghost or not wants a greeting card. Yeah. Easy. Oh. <laughs> yeah, super easy. Uh, so, it's a card, and mm-hmm. it says what something... So the front needs to be eye-catching, something that a ghost would like, would be drawn to. Yeah. And, and ghosts love... Well, uh, old stuff. Um, <laughs> yeah, Victorian they, things. They like closure. and uh... <laughs> <laughs> The light, I hear. They love that. Okay, so the front is just a bright light. <laughs> the front of the greeting card is just an extremely bright light. <laughs> That has like some type of like uh, you know aura of goodness to it that that yeah. they can be drawn toward. I'm having a hard time seeing how we're gonna like maybe make that or like sell it. Really, like what's the occasion? Your power is out. Here's a greeting card. So uh, I think it needs to be um, like a sympathy card. Oh. Yeah. Really? <laughs> well, that's where we'll put it in the section. We'll put it in the sympathy section because that's what ghosts want, right? Do they? You don't you don't think ghosts want sympathy? They want like vengeance or like I don't think there is a vengeance section in the in the greeting card aisle. Yeah, but I mean, you know what? Yeah, fuck it. Okay. I don't think the yeah, ghosts are buying section. the cards. The yeah, thing. no, there, there's a vengeance section. That's part of the campaign. <laughs> <laughs> it's new and it's hot yeah we add a vengeance okay so step one we add a vengeance section to the greeting card section yeah and that opens up so many possibilities for new cards correct um you know but that's that's for future work um so that's step one step two is in there uh you you go in this section you're let's say that you may or may not be a ghost we're trying to de- determine if you are and you're immediately drawn to the vengeance section so you you mm-hmm. hover on over and uh, what's this? But it's a bright, radiant light. Um, <laughs> and you're like, oh, I want to go toward that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So then we know. But like, do they... See, I'm trying to figure out, like, are we trying to get ghosts to buy these cards? Because that doesn't seem what I... I'm not envisioning it that way. I'm seeing that this is a card you can give to somebody to find out if they're a ghost. Oh, okay. <clears throat> I was thinking it was like, a wider effort like a, a sting operation where oh. we, you know we would be like camped out in the store we'd see who is attracted to these cards and we'd know they're ghosts but what you bring up is see, i'm thinking is more like you have a new neighbor they move in oh you move into an apartment and your neighbor is like a little victorian girl mm. and like she could just be really into that era and that style and whatnot but like how can you know for sure she could also be a, a specter a, a ghoul, yeah. It's unclear. And until you get... You run on down to Walgreens. Can't say Walgreens, probably. Eckerd. That's not a company that exists anymore. So Hall, that's fine. Hallmark. We've already said Hallmark yeah. on this show. It's fine. Uh, run on down to Eckerd and pick up a card. You can give it to the little Victorian girl. And then you'll know if she's a ghost or not. Because the card indicates such. Okay. It's like ghost litmus. Or maybe it's just like reflective i don't know is that how ghosts work or is that just vampires 
Uh, yeah, I was. I thought mirrors, but I do think that's vampires. Um, okay, what if this little mm-hmm. Victorian girl? She mm-hmm. opens the like on the front. Victoria. Yeah, Victoria. <laughs> she <laughs> she opens a card and on the front it says um, just the word "remember." Uh huh. Right, and uh, and nothing else. And she's like, "What is this?" She opens it up, and inside is uh-huh. like an 18th century style etching of her uh in victoria yeah. like victorian apparel and then we you the card giver just watch her reaction uh-huh. so these would be custom you'd have to take a photo of the intended recipient and yeah. get an etching made of them and just kind of hope Sounds... that you got the error right yeah <laughs> like the memory yeah <laughs> that that might work i have an alternate idea that okay. isn't so like based on their revelation of their past what if it's just really heavy like oh i like that so like you hand it to her and either she's gonna be like fuck that's a heavy card thanks or it just like falls right through her ghost hands okay i i like that um what if there was like a big heavy chain attached to it okay and we can see like if you know so one it's the heaviness test but two what do they do with that chain? Do they rattle it? Does she rattle it? You know? Yeah. Um, Does she spook you? Does she tell, teach you the flaws of being a miser? Like, what does she do with it? That Yeah, that could be another way. Is there some way to make the inside of the card like the trap from Ghostbusters? Yeah, absolutely. So when they open it, they get sucked into the card and they're trapped there. Does that work on people? Do we ever know? Do we ever know that? I don't think. Do we ever was- see them try it? I don't think it was tested on humans in the movie. Yeah, that's what I worry about. Is what if we just sucked a Victorian, a girl named Victoria, into a trap? We have to explain it to their parents, and they're pretty peeved. And soon you're the ghost because they killed you. Hmm. That would be a grim turn. Um, <laughs> it would be pretty grim. <laughs> is there something we could make the card out of that is like just a texture or a material that ghosts don't like? Oh, I was going to say the ghosts do like it. I was going to say pottery clay, like the film Ghost. Yeah, I get I get it. I don't... Uh, what else do ghosts hate? Being photographed, clearly. That one douchey guy from Ghost Hunters, they hate him. What is an... Okay, related question. What is an EMF reader? No one knows. Okay. Like, why do you need a... I mean... I, electromagnetic frequencies I, I don't want to talk us out of a job here clint but yeah why do you need a greeting card when you have it you could just buy an emf reader what i have we... an idea okay. okay here's one here's one em i know like you're i love your emf reader idea you know how whenever anybody picks up a stud finder they're like boop 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 and hold it on themselves and they're like ah. uh-huh. what <laughs> if it's like <laughs> you label the emf reader as like stud finder stud finder <laughs> And that way, when they, like, use it on themselves, you'll know if they're a ghost or not. Because they'll be doing it on themselves. So it goes off, you're like, oh, yeah, you're a real stud. And then you're like... <gasps> uh, okay. <laughs> I love this. Okay, I love this idea. But there are going to be some people who don't want to identify as studs. So how do we get them to use the device? That's a good question. I think universal appeal. We don't have to just make one card. Like we can have a few different cards in the revenge section. This is for ghost dads. This is for Bill Cosby. Yeah, for ghost dads. Ghost fathers. For ghost dads. Uh, What's his face from Sixth Sense? Spoilers. Sorry, everybody. uh, Bruce Willis. For this, but this doesn't help with Victoria. No. Uh, For Victoria, we're going to need something a little different. Uh, Yeah. We're going to need. This is this is a tough one. We're really trying to get in the mind of a possibly old little girl spirit. Mm-hmm. Or just a little girl. And we have to appeal to both. Yeah. And we have to get them. We have to hide an EMF device in the lining of the card, uh-huh. which I know we can do. That's easy. Um, and I still think the front should just say remember on it. Yeah, and that's uh, not ominous at all to give and, it to a small girl. Yeah. And then... <laughs> We just all we need is to trick them into using the device on themselves. So stud finder, that's a good one. Print that. That's going on the, the shelves. We need a yeah. few other options in case that's not going to work. Like uh, like a wine mom. It's like, is it wine o'clock? Like hold this next to you to find out. And 
Yeah. She's like, is it? And then it turns out it's not because it's just a human. And you're like, it's not wine o'clock. <laughs> it's not wine o'clock. It's 4.30. Yeah. And then you just But leave. you're relieved. Yeah. You just leave. And you just go, uh, okay, well, see you later, I guess. And you just, and she, but hey, she's got a card at least. The front of that card says, remember wine o'clock on it. Uh, another one could be, um, what about like a, <laughs> what if it's like a, uh, a barcode reader or something like scan this to get like a, a 50% off code at yeah, your V bucks. Yeah. Something. At, uh, build a bear or something. <laughs> you get a new Fortnite skin. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. You just have to use this barcode reader that's included, included in this card. Yeah. And then. You know, beep, 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 beep. Uh-oh. Spectre, co- level seven or whatever, apparition. <laughs> yeah. Uh, They're really specific, the EVMF. Yeah, I mean, I, I think we need to go all out with these because, that you know, we don't need to show why you want this card rather than just buying one yeah. of those. It's like, you've unlocked the floss, but also you're a poltergeist. Okay, I like that because then it's like quick, easy, has a lot of different demographics we can appeal to. Yeah, so we've got like, remember Stud Finder, uh, yeah. remember wine o'clock remember yeah. Fortnite, and i yeah. think that covers most of the bases we're going to encounter those are almost every single demographic that i know of. i can't think of anyone who isn't one of those three people that's done that's easy we know who all ghosts are all you have to do is buy a emf device and hide inside a greeting card that we provide for you i got a greeting card uh that played a beach boy song when i opened it up it, if hey if a card can do that it can have an emf reader inside i don't even True. think there's a question here there isn't i don't have any all right we're done let's let's should we that. hit the three the three dimensions uh quantum for sure is covered because i think ghosts exist on a quantum level anyway obviously um, aesthetics uh-huh uh remember just in like lowercase helvetica font on the front and semantics uh we've created a vengeance section of the greeting card store so yeah man this is 3d this is a 3d ad this is a brand 3d i think i think they're gonna have to pay us uh i think they will have to pay us <laughs> they'll have to pay us for our internship after they hear this one but yeah let, let's hit them with another what, what else do you got okay this one's interesting the person who hired us on this one it's a little subjective which feels unique the celebrity that's most likely to have a dorian gray portrait thing going on okay kind of a spooky episode this week yeah which i'm i'm into uh they want a mrs doubtfire reboot okay wow so there's a lot of questions in this one who is the celebrity who's most likely to be a modern day dorian gray yeah and then how do we get them involved in a reboot of mrs doubtfire yeah uh, oh, all right. So who who as as far as we can observe, who who doesn't age? Let's just throw out some names. Uh, Betty White. Betty White has obviously clearly aged. I guess so. But she's just been old forever. She has been old forever. So maybe she got the painting made like 15 years ago. Yeah, <laughs> it's not great. Not a good, good thing to do. What does that painting look like? Fuck. What's that guy's name? Ant-Man. He doesn't age. Oh, yeah. Paul Rudd. That's a good one. Keanu Reeves. He looks kind of old now. Yeah. Uh, Ever since the cyberpunk thing, they replaced all of his limbs with bionics. He looks pretty old. Okay. Uh, Did they do that for real? I wasn't really paying attention. Almost certainly not. Oh, you know who You know who always has bothered me? Um, what's her who's name? Always, for... Who has always bothered you, John? You know who's always bothered me? Evan Rachel Wood. Because uh, I feel like in the early 2000s, Evan Rachel Wood was like 27. And now... I've only seen her in Westworld and that's it. Well, she was in like... She was in other stuff. She was in like True Blood and other stuff. You know, other things. She's been around. And I feel like she was like early to mid-20s. And now it's 20 years later and she's like early to mid-20s. I don't know if she has the broad appeal to reboot Mrs. Doubtfire. This person has to have a lot of... They're not... Are they going to be the title character? Are they? I think they have to be. Uh, as much as I love, as much as I would love to see a Mrs. Doubtfire reboot with Evan Rachel Wood, and I think there's a lot of potential there. She is very artsy. I don't know that yeah. she would sign on for a role Fartsy like that. Even. Yeah, she's very sophisticated, elegant. I don't know that she would sign on for this. Maybe it's somebody who like 
Let me hit you with this. Okay. Maybe Johnny Knoxville has one. Okay. He should, by all accounts, be dead. Yeah. He should his, be. His painting is fucked up. Yeah. It's just got, like, nail gun nails uh-huh. in it and, like, yeah. elephant spit on it. And it's currently on fire. It's on fire. What about uh, Steve-O? Is that better? I'm okay. I, I'm gonna be honest with you, Clint. I'm just gonna level with you. You sold me the moment you said Johnny Knoxville, and I didn't uh-huh. really actually need any more evidence. But I think you gave me some evidence. Yeah. Um, so now I think we need to figure out how to get Johnny Knoxville cast in a in a Mrs. Doubtfire reboot. He can already act. We know that he was in at least two movies I can think of that weren't Jackass. Mm-hmm. Yep. Danger people, Point. People say he can act. Men in Black Two. And he was in a movie with The Rock once. Sure. We've never talked about The Rock. Uh, yep. He's the Rock, a pro wrestler turned actor, uh, very popular. Um, mm-hmm. Not a lot of comedy potential there. Um, no. Nothing to talk about here. Okay, so. Uh, Johnny Knoxville's funny. Mm-hmm. Is he the new Doubtfire? So I don't want to do a reboot. And I know it says reboot. But I okay. want to do a like a sequel. Um, okay. That's like a soft reboot. You know, okay. it's it's kind of like revisiting the themes again with a fresh pair of eyes, but it is yeah. in the same universe as the original Mrs. Doubtfire. Oh, so like this is something they've seen on the news. Because like, you know, San Francisco news is like, man pretends to be old woman to see his children. And I mean, and even then they, they named a tunnel after him. He gets I think he gets on a nationally syndicated children's show a la. Uh, oh, yeah. At the very end. Yeah. Like uh, Mr. Rogers or whatever at the very end. Yeah. So this is obvious. So is this like someone wants to do that themselves or like what are we doing here? OK, I've got it. All right. So uh, Daniel uh, Robin Williams character that he plays yeah. uh, in the film Uh What's his last name? Do you remember? I don't know. Okay. Anyway, Daniel is now living entirely as Mrs. Doubtfire. And that means there's still one persona up for grabs, Clint. And that's oh. Daniel. And so, so you don't think he ever switches back. You think he's Mrs. Doubtfire. He's Mrs. All Doubtfire, the time. but now guess what? There's a there's an empty space in the world and the universe does not like voids, Clint. And so now someone has to assume the role of Daniel. I thought the point of the movie was so he could spend time with his kids. Is he just always Mrs. Doubtfire now? Yeah, he only spends time with his kids as Mrs. Doubtfire. As Mrs. Doubtfire. They, they liked Mrs. Doubtfire better, objectively better. Um, but now, bad husband, neglectful father, Daniel. Yeah. I think was like a, a janitor or something. Uh, uh-huh. Now that persona still has a social security number attached to it. And Johnny Knoxville Mrs. is a Doubtfire grif- doesn't though. She, 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 she maybe she did. Uh, I would like to believe that in this universe, maybe Obama granted her citizenship um, as like an immigrant from Scotland. Uh huh. Okay. All right. So she got sovereign citizenship, and then okay. So we're not really making any like a sequel. We're making like a single white female slash like talented Mr. Ripley. That yeah. exists in the Mrs. Doubtfire universe. Oh, it's it's a horror movie. Did was I <laughs> unclear about that? You did not specify. Oh, okay. I thought it was like implied. Uh but yeah. Johnny, <laughs> I guess it is now, yeah. Johnny Knoxville is a grifter, uh con man, and yeah. um he works at the DMV and he finds out that there is a, a person, he has access to the records, the government records, and he realizes, hey. This guy, Daniel, he had a pretty nice life and just nobody's living it right now. He just disappeared. And maybe Mm -hmm. Johnny Knoxville even puts it together like, wait a minute. And he's got like a photo of Mrs. Doubtfire and a photo of Daniel. Like in the DMV record, he has both their driver's licenses. And he has like, like, what's that like weird film thing where they go to the old newspapers? Yeah, he's got one of those. And he's just kind of like cranking through that thing. And then he like overlays the two images and he's like, Jesus Christ. Okay, so what does he do now? Does he... He decides he wants to be Daniel, but like, does that mean he's to neglect his wife, Sally Field, and also be really bad to his kids? Uh, he's going to try, but here's the <laughs> kicker. Uh, they like him. And so oh. he's not a convincing Daniel. It's like an inverse of the first movie. <laughs> <laughs> okay. How are we going to 
Does he have a mask? Does he have to work with yeah. uh, the guy with the voice? Yep. He goes to the same dude, uh, Harvey uh, Firestein. Firestein. Not the other one. Yep. He goes to Harvey <laughs> Firestein uh, and says, uh, give me the Daniel. And then Harvey, Fire- <laughs> Harvey Firestein's like, no problem or whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then because, uh, you know, he just. <laughs> yeah. And then just makes him up a quick Robin Williams mask. <laughs> okay so you know we don't i don't want to i don't want to break bad news but john josh rob williams is dead we don't have any new scenes with him right but did you miss the part where i said that we're gonna get a lifelike mask of him yeah i think that's the most terrifying part <laughs> and that's the only part of the movie that could be contributed to horror and i think it would still be a horror movie as mm. if we have somebody who's like it's gonna be like a tom hanks and polar express type sitch where it's just off and awful and horrible and terrible to look at uh-huh but also i i do want to see how he does it like is he gonna is he gonna do all the mannerisms of like uh robin williams or like yeah he is in in clint this is going to be the other aspect of it because it the deeper metaphor of this film is going to be like no one can fill robin williams shoes right oh and so like the deeper metaphor is about like a world a hurt world that could use robin williams but mm-hmm. all we have is Johnny Knoxville, and yeah, he's in a, a Rob Williams mask. Yeah, he, and he he's a poor replacement. Uh, but you know, kind of that's like what that's how we get people in their hearts. That's how we touch their hearts with this film. Uh huh. Okay, so we have Johnny Knoxville, single white mailing mm-hmm. in this movie. He's and he's trying to assume the role because. He has a lot of his warrants. life is really bad. He has a lot, he has of, a lot warrants of warrants out for his. Arrest. I was going to say debt. What? Oh, debt. Okay, I thought you said he was dead. I was like, dead. Okay, another ghost one. So soon. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah, he's got a lot of debt, student loans. Wow, this is social commentary now. Okay, yeah. got a lot of student loans. Uh huh. For his degree, okay. his degree in costume act- making, acting, and costume making, and costume making. Which is why he's so good at this. Yep. And being a con man. Because those right. skills were helpful when he was a con man. Mm-hmm. It's like he went to school for this. So he's trying to become him. He's he's doing an okay job, but the family like really likes him. Yep. He's having a hard time like getting them to like... Believe he's Daniel. They're suspicious. They're like, Daniel, yeah. you're, you're back. You're not Mrs. Doubtfire anymore. And you're like super nice and attentive. Yeah. Uh, and your skin's kind of rubbery. Yeah. And then he's like... Uh, oh, oh, oh. You know, I don't know. What how does Robin Williams sound? Like how does <laughs> how does Johnny Knoxville as Robin Williams sound? I don't know. Yeah. And he doesn't really know like, why. Oh, he oh, sounds like the genie a little bit, but also like a bat from Ferngully. Yeah. And they're like, Your voice is different. He's like, I've been smoking a lot. Like Daniel yeah. did not smoke. And I'm just like, I'm in, I'm not smoking. And I'm it, not smoking a lot. Yeah, and that isn't funny, but the movie's not funny either. Um, no. There's just like kind of a, a tense score in the background. It's a grim uh, reminder that this is not a Rob Williams film. I think Hans Zimmer does the score in this one. Yeah. Um, how do we get his... How do we get Johnny's face covered in whipped cream for that iconic scene? Pierce Brosnan is back. Okay. Uh, Decisive. He, yeah, Pierce Brosnan comes back and... Uh-huh he he's not fooled um no of course he, not because they were really close yeah he he knows this this isn't daniel and because he likes him he's like i could have a beer with this guy yeah and that's definitely not what daniel was like at all um or i maybe there's like a scene where like um uh johnny knoxville as daniel bumps into pierce brosnan's mercedes with his bike and then yeah. he comes in he's like i'm sorry i hate your your car and uh, I left a little bit of a scratch on the bumper. I'm so sorry. Pierce Brosnan's like, he, Daniel would never do that. He would never own up to that like a man. Uh-huh. And so then he knows. Yeah. What about the whipped cream, though? That's that's a defining feature. We need to put it in our trailer. We also need to, like, that's the selling point. So Pierce Brosnan breaks in in the middle okay. of the night in a balaclava, yeah. kicks down the front door. Yeah. Uh, it's scary. And mm-hmm. uh, Johnny Knoxville kind of quickly rolls out of bed and runs to his refrigerator uh, yeah. and grabs the first thing he can see, which is like a lemon meringue pie that he baked yeah. for himself because uh, he's a pretty good cook. And yeah. uh, and he just got to dive headfirst into that thing. 
perfect. Uh, and then Pierce Brosnan is like kind of like he tackles him in the ground, and then Johnny Knoxville's like, Aah! and it's like the same kind of sound, but he's like he's got a face full of meringue. Uh huh. And then Johnny Knoxville strangles him to death. Oh. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Okay. I've got. I've got. I've got. And and the Hans Zimmer score kicks in. (laughs) You know. I've got a fun cliffhanger Uh to this movie. Oh, good. He starts to become Pierce Brosnan. Oh, after he strangles him, he assumes Pierce Brosnan's identity. Yeah. I love this. Great. And that's. And that's. Oh my God! I have even. I know what. Johnny Knoxville is the next Bond. Okay. Because so, he's assumed Pierce Brosnan's role in society. And now he's and James Bond. It explains why there's a different Bond every so often. Because the person that killed the last one has to become the new, the one. new one. Yeah. And then so at the very end, like, imagine a kitchen floor covered in whipped cream. Uh, yeah. Spattered all over. Uh, Johnny Knoxville. Assume, I assume he's covered in tattoos. Gangly sure. and frightening in the morning light. Uh, having yeah. choked the life out of Pierce Brosnan. Finally. And then it zooms out and you hear Hans Zimmer, boom. And then it says, coming, 2024. Donna, yeah. Donna, <laughs> Donna, yeah. Donna. And then it shows Johnny Knoxville wearing a rubberized mask. Uh, <laughs> and it says, James Bond will return. And everyone's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> what the hell? Rubber face. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah, this is easy. We've already made a couple movies. What's the name of this one, though? This is going to be called Mrs. Doubtfire 2. Wow. Shadow of a Doubt. (laughs) I hate it, but I like it, and I will watch that movie. Uh, Directed by David Fincher. (laughs) Perfect. All right. I mean, that's obviously what they wanted, and we don't need to ask any questions about anybody else who works here. I think we just marked that one off the list. Um, I'm also getting a little tired, but that's beside the point. Okay, I feel fine. I wouldn't worry about it. Everything's fine. Um, the air feels cool in here. Heavy? <laughs> I think so. I think it's heavy. Okay. All right, let's, let's just knock one more out. Um, okay, so I've got this one here, and... This one is coming to us from the creators of a very, like, it's iconic. Hmm. Live, laugh, love decor. Okay. Is our client. Um, All right. Yeah. They want a dating app. Okay. Uh, So the dating app is called Love, Love, Love. (laughs) Sorry. Living or laughing together? Yeah, I started with, I started with the name. I'm sorry. We don't usually do that. No, I don't think we've really come to any kind of conclusion on what kind of dating app this is yet. Okay. Well, okay. Scratch that then. It's it's not a great name. I, I can I can lose it. Let's I think we need to get back to our roots. Start over here. Yeah. Um so what is live laugh love decor? It's like signs you hang in your kitchen, right? Cursive. Cursive. Kitchy bullshit. So who who if someone loves that stuff and they live yeah. that stuff and mm-hmm. it makes them laugh, who do they want to meet? And how like-minded can... individuals, I assume. The okay. thing is, like, don't they already have like eHarmony for that? Mm-hmm. Do they really want another run-of-the-mill dating app, or do they want something a little? Oh, I've got it. Fresh, okay, no, great. I, I've got it. Like, this is coming to me fully formed. Okay. Uh, so you have the dating app, right? Yeah. You, you launch it on your phone. A screen comes up with like a nice sound, like birds chirping or something. It's a white yeah. background, and then. Three options appear. Live, laugh, mm-hmm. love. And you uh-huh. click the one that you want to do today, right? Okay. And uh, it'll match you with somebody who's calibrated to one of those three categories. Great. Um, I want to I run this by you a little bit. Okay. I like that idea. I like it a lot. Here's what I want to tweak just a little bit. Got live, laugh, love, fuck. <laughs> Uh, that's like a hidden option. It's like uh, below, it's like white on white background, the text. So <laughs> you kind of have to know it's there to click it, but it's there. It's there. They might want to do like alliteration. So maybe it's like lust, but like the. Uh, but we know what it, it means. We know what it means. 
Because, <laughs> like, yeah, you can find the partner to, like, walk with or, well, I don't know, do L- wine yeah, tasting I, or whatever the fuck that they I, do. I see live as, like, wine tasting, hiking. It's, like, life adventures. Laugh yeah. is self-evident. You know, they're going to find someone to, to laugh with, to tell jokes, to find humor in the yeah. bleak, bleakness of the world. Uh, yeah. And uh, and love that is uh, you know, dates. You it's, know, it's all you romance. need. Romance, dates, candlelight vi- vigils. <laughs> no, vigils. not not that one. Candlelight, <laughs> dark episodes. <laughs> Candle- <laughs> Sorry, I'm still on ghosts. I think from the beginning. Uh, I found out my neighbor Victoria is a ghost. Do you want to come over for a candlelight vigil? <laughs> Lust. What do they ask? What what is it? Is it just like a? I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you something. Lust has about half of the UI. It's very straightforward, but it has ten times the traffic. (laughs) Yeah. What? Okay. Here's what I'm imagining. Everything else is way more detailed. It's like find find your best day. Like figure out like your shared interest. Whatever. Lust is like you and I are on lust. It figures out my location and your location, and then just sends us both a midway point. The place that is most central to us. And that's it. That's all it says. And a timer. (laughs) A timer ticking down. (laughs) But like the locations have to be on brand too. So it's like the bathroom of the nearest Bath and Body Works. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) It's an MJ Designs is where like you end up. Yeah, the... (laughs) Yeah, that's Panera. Sounds, that sounds it's a pretty Panera good. parking lot. Yeah, and it you know you'll click on live, and it's like uh, live the life you've always wanted. Mm-hmm. Uh, la- and then you click on laugh, and it's like laugh like no one's watching or whatever. Uh, yeah, whatever they say. I don't think that's the saying. And then the you lo- love the one you're with or something, and you click mm-hmm. on lust, and it's just like the, the UI is gone. It's like HTML, and it's like we know why you're here. <laughs> You pushed it on purpose. Well, welcome, friend. <laughs> <laughs> Trusted confidant. <laughs> your um, your bathroom awaits. <laughs> okay, so it just tells you the midpoint between you at a brand specific location. Yep, and reserves it. It reserves it for you. And you know what? You can enter like this company could enter into partnerships with some of these big brands Absolutely. to drive customers to their location. You're on your on the way out, you're fixing your hair, you know, a little bit yeah. disheveled and you see like some hair care products or like a new jacket. It's like, I could just throw this on and yeah, it, won't, like home, it won't look like I just did goods. the shameful thing I just did. Yeah. That dark deed. Um, yeah, you can pick up like a mat or something that looks cute on the way out. Oh, this is nice. And I think there should be a review system mm-hmm. just because I think that's really on brand with like people really wanting to share their opinions online about things like Yelp and stuff. Yeah. Next door, things like that. I think leaving reviews and like letting people sound off in the comments basically about their sexual encounters, you know? Mm. Uh, really enjoyed the potpourri in the bathroom, but the stalls were way too cramped. Something like that. Yeah, I think you're going more on like the locations. I was thinking like the people. Oh, okay. Like, but I think that's good too. They could do both. Like talk about the the ambiance and then like the dick. Uh huh. <laughs> like the uh, the fluorescence in the mm-hmm. bathroom. Yeah. Of I don't know the Urban Outfitters were mm-hmm. a pleasant flickering green, which yeah. really. Uh, showed off the contours mm-hmm. of whoever their neck of their neck yeah. uh there's sumptuous neck um but uh i can't see myself living or laughing or loving this person really problematic didn't ask my name Mm-mm. which is rude didn't use hand sanitizer after either i asked to talk to his manager and he which... declined <laughs> he said no which is weird. Um, I think this is a really good app. And I think that like, we don't have to do a lot of advertising because I think like those honey folks are going to get into it. 
Mm-hmm. They're going to click around that app. They're going to find it. And then they're going to find each other. And then they're going to find it. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Great. And then uh, it's it seems like a win-win for just about everybody. Yeah. So now we need to come up with a name. Okay. Because I don't know if your original one... I don't think that was very good anymore. It can be called Christian Mingle. No, uh, I think that one's taken. That one's taken. Basic needs. I like home goods. That's also taken. Uh, <laughs> it could be called... Bath and body work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, um, a lot of these are just kind of what they are, huh? Anthropology spot. <laughs> um... <laughs> That one's pretty good. They're all pretty good. Yeah, Bed Bath and Beyond's already taken too, which is unfortunate. Yeah, they're. I feel okay. So we they're all great double entendres, but we that doesn't help with brand recognition. No, it doesn't. Body spray. <laughs> Why? <laughs> no, that's not. It's not great either. Um, you said basic needs, right? I did like basic needs. Basic needs might be what it has to be. You're getting companionship, fun, other basic needs. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, basic needs is probably what it has to be. And, and you could just cut out everything we said in between you saying basic needs and then me agreeing with it. No, I think I want to put body spray in. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> great. That one's pretty easy. I think Basic Needs, the makers of the Live, Laugh, Love merchandise, wanted a dating app, and I think we've given that to them. And Live, more. Laugh, Love, Lust. Yeah. What else could you need? Does this fulfill the 3D advertising requirements? Uh, I still don't know. Okay. Um, let's Quantum, just... Quantum, I still don't know what that means. <laughs> I don't s- want you to tell anybody because I'm going to get fired. Let's just say yes, it does. I think that since we're observing it, the answer is yes. Okay, so I think there needs to be an observer uh, for for how well each match goes. And oh, yeah, there's a third party for each one. Just someone who works at the app who just checks to see like well, your manager. Been, they've been in there. No, I think that the, I think there's like a manager that they can speak to. If yeah, things aren't going the well. manager, and it's just like they've been in there a long time. So that's this is probably good. Uh, and you can speak, you, there's a button click to speak to the manager and you can be like, um, perfect. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and then the act of observation, you know, will change mm-hmm. the outcome. That's basic physics, mm-hmm. right? So that's, yeah. that's gotta be the quantum element. Yeah. Uh, aesthetic. We are working for an aesthetics brand. Yeah. So. That's a slam dunk. Easy. Semantics. Then- there's a bunch of random words you choose from, um, that have pretty much the same outcome, you know, more or less. Uh, yeah, and like the way that you build your profile is by saying things. There's like just a pool of things that are just like, I'm crazy with alternating uppercase, lowercase letters, or like fun loving, or yeah, there's like music. It's really like, limited the- though. There's only like five things you can pick from. Actually, you know what? It, is is it wrong if I just say that the only options you have to pick, you have to do a BuzzFeed quiz about which Sex in the City star you are. And then yeah. that's the profile type you're given. <gasps> okay, yeah, you do that. And then if you unlock Samantha, that's when you unlock Lust. <laughs> yeah, that, then it like fades into the screen uh, and it's observable. It's always it's like there, U-ring. but you don't see it until that you get the Samantha outcome. And then if you get Charlotte, you... you don't, get, you never see it. You can't click it. You're unable. Yeah, I, Perfect. Love, okay. I love this. Yeah, this is, this is good. This makes more sense to me though. Basic needs. Brought to you. By bu- powered by BuzzFeed. Perfect. Cool. Easy. Done. All right. That's three in the bag, ready to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you want to try and not get one more? Just one more? Uh, yeah, let's do a quick one. Just like a, just a little light around. Easy layup. Okay. This one just says in all caps and a Sharpie, Blade. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's um, obvious. And a class action lawsuit. Oh, well, Blade, I'm mm-hmm. I'm 99% sure that's referring to the Vampire Hunter Blade. 
Yeah, which, he wrote it. So. Which would be on brand because this has been a very spooky episode. Very um, spooky. This is our Halloween episode. So we are representing those who want to bring a class action lawsuit against Blade. Blade, yes. Therefore, it stands to reason that our clients are most likely vampires. I think that the class action lawsuit is already being brought and we're representing Blade. Oh, okay. And we want to make his image more vampire friendly. <laughs> like, to, like our client is not... This, these are slanderous rumors about our client being a, a vampire hunter. He's yeah. actually... Daywalker. He's one of you. He's, he's one a man of the people. He's one of you. He's just Blade. He's just like you. Um, he's not. I wouldn't say Daywalker. I guess because that's not like you. It's the opposite of you. He's not. Look, we all prefer the nighttime. Everyone does it. Everyone now. Okay, yeah. Blade. He can go out whenever he wants, but he chooses to go out at night. Now, some of you might say that's to better hunt vampires, but I don't that's think so. Wrong. I don't think so at all. And then they're, they're going to. I think he likes all the same things God you do. Damn it, they're going to want to know about the sword. <laughs> yeah. If, and the boomerang. Uh, they're going to want to know about the sword and why he has a special hole cut out in the back of his jacket so he can draw it more easily. Yeah. They're, that's going to be a really. That's going to be a really tough one for us to get around. And he did name himself after the sword. God damn it. Yeah. This that's is the tough. problem about him being a vampire slayer and then they made, oh, like, doing his whole tough. thing around being it. He really didn't make this easy for us. No. What if we label him as like a vampire protector? I've got it. Don't not shut it down. Vampires, when they turn to dust, they become asbestos. <laughs> so he's trying to it's a public health risk and he's just trying to prevent another class action lawsuit related to asbestos. Wouldn't he be more the reason for it if he's creating all the asbestos? Uh, maybe maybe he's licensed to clean asbestos up. <laughs> Blade the HVAC. <laughs> yeah, Blade stands for. Uh, oh God, you've done this to yourself. I will watch. It's an acronym. It stands for. Um, yep. Uh, hold on. Uh, oh, I'm ready for. Uh, oh, the B is a tough one. Yeah, the the, the B is a tricky one. Uh, the B stands for, uh, <laughs> I can't believe you've done this to yourself. No, because they, because the A's is asbestos. We just got to get to the A and it's all going to work out from there. Biological. I was going to say building. Yeah. Bio, because he's a uh, biological life form asbestos, asbestos destroying exterminator. That's what Blade stands for. Yeah. And the sword is? The sword is just the tool he uses to remove asbestos from the clubs and the bars and the biker dens uh, yeah. of the let's night. Go ahead. Let's just get a fresh take on what Blade stands for real quick. because Yeah. So, yeah, Blade's an acronym. It's, you know, uh, he, he removes uh, asbestos that's related to uh, biological entities, vampires. Mm -hmm. So it's yeah. Bi biological life form asbestos disposal exterminator okay so he's still a vampire hunter he is but he's he's doing it to protect everyone else from unhealthy asbestos and so again and I, think that we're, I think we're making we're just reinforcing the reason why he's a vampire hunter and not making him any more vampire friend. I think we need to go on the attack and we need to paint these vampires <laughs> as asbestos carriers. So not only are they vampires, which is bad enough, but they're also just asbestos. Yeah. And that's and, why they must be like, And it's a violation of code. Any like dark, way. cool club where there people are dancing to techno music, uh, yeah. or like, you know, slaughterhouse or biker bar or mm -hmm, mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. you mm -hmm. know, empty parking garage whatever it is yeah. whoever owns that building is now liable for letting asbestos life forms in and uh blade is really right. doing a public service it's true it's for the better the betterment of mankind and vampire kind because like because like, just living your life normally up to code like you don't want to be around that much yeah because like oh vampires drink blood well you know the owner of the bar is not responsible for that uh that's yeah. a crime in and of itself oh but wait now they have asbestos Okay, hold on. Stop yeah. the presses. Someone Stop call him. someone call Blade. Someone call B L A D E and solve this problem. 
Because who else will? Perfect. Good. Cool. So we we really rationalize the reason why he kills vampires mm. more. Yep, we're doing a countersuit. <laughs> That'll teach him. Perfect. Easy. Done. All right. I think the thick air is getting to me a little bit. Uh-huh. So I'm going to go take a nap. Okay. I uh I'll just I'm just going to maybe get some fresh air. Um mm-hmm. try and clear my head. Mm-hmm. Uh Sorry, I nodded off uh there for a second. Um it's fine. I I totally get it. Okay. Well, I think this has been successful. Um, I don't remember any of what we just talked about, but no. I, I think some of it was pretty good. So hopefully we took some notes. Hopefully somebody... Yeah, I, I put a couple of sticky notes up on the wall. Okay. Which it looks like everyone else was doing. So I did that too. Well, we'll just have to remember which ones you wrote. Great. Um, okay. All right. Well, I'll see you later then. Uh, Wait, this... before we go, how do how do people know? Oh, yeah. I'm not going to we... like close it out, but let oh. them know how to get in touch with us. I remember to do that at least. This has been Yes Ad. And if you want to reach out and send us some client uh, ideas or some requests that we can better cohe- you know, cohesively lock in with those clients, you can send us an email at yesadpodcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on Instagram or Twitter at yesadpodcast. And we look forward to interacting with you more. Send us ideas. We'll put them in our show. And if you or a loved one has been diagnosed with mesothelioma after an encounter with a vampire, please call the marketing agency of 3D Marketing and ask for Clint or Josh. It's brand 3D. Brand 3D. (laughs) 3D. Call Blade. (laughs) All right. Well, send us an email. uh, Follow us on social media if you want to. Thanks for listening. Uh, That's it. I'm Clint. I'm Josh. See you next time. Bye. Bye.